When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to the newest episode of Beyond the Fame with Jason Fraley. I'm your host, Jason Fraley, picking the brains of the top filmmakers, musicians, and artists of our time. Comedian Kevin Nealon cracks up the DC comedy loft tonight, tomorrow, and Sunday in Washington, DC. He joined me to reflect on his hilarious career, including iconic Saturday Night Live moments from Hans and Franz to Weekend Update, as well as feeling the flow in movie and TV appearances like Happy Gilmore, Grandma's Boy, and Weeds. Hey, Kevin Nealon, hey, thanks so much for joining us on WTOP in DC. My pleasure, man. It's nice to talk to you, Jason. Yeah, uh, we are talking because you're coming to the DC Comedy Loft uh, this Friday, Saturday, Sunday, September 15th through the 17th. Um, we, we, I spoke to you, I don't know, a couple times, I guess, at the Eddie Murphy Mark Twain Prize at the Kennedy Center. I think you called in again when you did like a stand-up show at the Kennedy Center. So you're always coming back to town at, at various Kennedy Center stuff. But have you ever played this spot before, like the Comedy Loft? It's a little more intimate vibe. You ever been there before? Yeah, no, I did. I love the I love the DC um, Comedy Loft. I mean, I've been there before, and it's just it's your traditional. It's got a great feel, you know, like for a comedy club. Hang on, I got a siren going by. <laughs> you know, it's funny. We had the late Gilbert Gottfried on a couple months ago, rest in peace. But the fire alarm in his hotel kept going off during the interview. But rather than just cutting it out, we played it up. He was like, oh, no, they're trying to censor me. Whoop, whoop. It was it was hilarious. So we can, you know, we can play into the, the siren going by if you want. How does how does the siren affect your comedy show? <laughs> well, it kind of um, makes me speed up a little bit. And then I kind of pull over and I stop my act. And I wait till it's gone. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, and then I take off again, making sure there's no traffic behind me. Are you one of those guys when the uh, ambulance goes by, you like to pull out right away and get behind it so nobody else can be in front of you? It's like drafting like a NASCAR. You know what I mean? You can go faster down the road if you get yeah. drafted behind the ambulance. Exactly. Did you just call yeah, me an ambulance exactly. chaser? Am I an ambulance chaser? Is that like a journalism term? I don't know. Weird. I guess you would be. You would be considered that. Yeah, exactly. Actually, just to further our tangent, to tangent off the tangent... <laughs> Because I love it. Now, you remember the show Cash Cab? We interviewed Ben Bailey. Well, uh, one of my buddies back in, in college had an idea for Cash Ambulance. And that's an SNL skit right there. You know, you get in and you're like bleeding out, but you got to answer three questions or we kick you out. <laughs> that's hilarious. I love that. that I love was, that. That's hilarious. I, all right. Well, I think we've tangent enough on ambulances. Bringing it back to the the comedy loft. Um. Yeah, like what what sort of stuff do we riff on? You know, I, don't, I never want to spoil a comedian's punchlines when they come to town. But is it like, do you weave in any politics or DC stuff, or is it more like observational about your own life? It's not these. It's not politic political stuff. It's basically, you know, Jason. My act's been evolving a lot over the years. I've been doing this, and and now I'm at a point where I'm, I've been a lot more introspective about life, and it's kind of got a dark twist to it as well. So um, that's kind of what I'm doing now, and and also you know some local stuff, some DC stuff. Um, but I don't know that much about it because, you know, I don't live there. 
I just kind of know what everybody else knows. Actually, I was looking around and on the same night of your first night this Friday, so you're going to be over at the DC Comedy Loft, but that same night, a couple other weekend updaters like you were, um, Colin Jost and Michael Che, the current host, they're going to be across town at DAR Constitution Hall. So our listeners, man, they're go- how, how are they going to choose between which weekend update host to go see? Like, uh, you got to sell them. Why, why should they come say you instead of those Jost and Che, man? <laughs> Well, first of all, I'm going to see them. I'm going to go see their show because that sounds a lot better than mine. You're not even going to be at your own show. (laughs) That's right. That's right. I will be at the back of the theater and I'll be doing my act. So if people want to listen to them, they can turn to them or they can just turn around and listen to my act. Uh, No, those guys are great. But, um, you know, I'm much more experienced than they are. You know, they're just young cads. And I'm, you know, I've been in the business for a while. So I kind of. I can I know the audience. I can feel it out. Where they're going, it's probably not as intimate as where I am. So we have more of a one-on-one where I am. I love it. Yeah. Well, I was thinking. I guess because the writer strike. You know, obviously, you know, Lauren Michaels and everyone are. You know, they're they're sort of sitting on the sidelines until the strike ends. There's no new SNL. So I guess you know the Jost and Che and all them are are out touring to you know try to keep something going. I guess. Um, and yourself included. But um, did you have any any thoughts on on the strike really fast? You know, any any words of solidarity or or anything like that? Hope it ends soon. Well, I definitely hope it ends soon. And um, I, I it was a big surprise to me because I didn't know other people were making more money than I was in Hollywood. <laughs> so that really threw me back a little bit. <laughs> Yeah, SAG, WGA, uh, the producers, they all should be negotiating with Kevin Nealon. He's yours, uh, your own entity here. You should be the top paid one if you ask me, but oh well. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Now you're talking. Hey, so uh, yeah. w- while we have you here, I always love to remind people sort of, you know, your your superhero, super comic origin story. <laughs> I know you were born in St. Louis, but you grew up mostly in, in Connecticut, right? Like who who uh, who are your comedy idols when you were growing up? Like who were who were the legends for you? Oh, man, I used to follow a lot of comics on the talk shows. I would highlight when they were going to be on, and then I would uh, make sure I was home to watch them. It was, it was you know, it was actually, um, Steve Martin actually was one of them, and Albert Brooks and Andy Kaufman. Those are the three that really influenced me. And I got to meet all of them um, eventually, and that was really cool. Yeah, I like the way they're all very unique. They're not like your typical stand-up. They're very unique, original, and that's what I liked about them. Man, Steve Martin, it's 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 everyone you're mentioning. I'm just like literally in the last couple of weeks, I've been crying, laughing either with Steve Martin on, the uh, you know, only murders in the building or what did I just watch Albert Brooks in the other day? Oh, Lost in America, that classic one with him and Julie Hagerty. And she has the gambling problem. Twenty two. Put it on. <laughs> oh, it's good stuff. Um, Yeah, that was great. Oh, they're just legends. All right. But then, okay. so you're admiring all these people. And I know you looked up to Johnny Carson a lot. And so when you finally get on your big break there on on Carson's Tonight Show on NBC, I guess it was what, 1984. um, How big of a deal? Like, do you credit that with really, you know, strapping the you know rocket ship on your career? Well, you know, Jason, as a a stand up comic, that is kind of like the bar you want to reach. It was once you did that show, it kind of validated you as a stand up comic and uh, I, I, since doing that, I've really had no more of a, it's, it's really been the highlight of my career as far, as far as I'm concerned, more so than Saturday Night Live or Weeds or, you know, any other thing I've been on. I mean, that was just a thrill. I've never been floating so high after something like that. 
That's awesome. We have to talk about SNL, obviously. Um, you know, I, um, I believe last time we spoke, trying to remind me, I think, didn't you say you landed the gig? You auditioned after your, you were roommates with Dana Carvey out in L.A. Like, I know you did the stand-up scene in New York, but then you moved to L.A. And then you met Dana Carvey and were rooming with him and he was your bud. Um, how did that actually come about? Did, did he put in a good word for you or, or how did that happen? Yeah, he basically, um, Lauren Michael, the creator of the show, was asking for uh, Dana if he knew anybody. Uh, they were looking for another guy like Chevy Chase, you know, kind of a tall guy and kind of funny. And he goes, oh, I know a guy. And uh, give him my name. And so they came out and saw me. And then they flew me in for an audition. And, uh, you know, I wasn't really a sketch comic. I was just, you know, I've never done sketch comedy before. And I didn't do characters or impressions. But I think Lauren was looking for uh, a chemistry between the cast so that we would, you know, all work together well. And I had been dating Jan Hooks during that time. Uh, and we got on there at the same time. And Dana was my friend. He, he used to rent the, uh, the apartment above the garage in the house I lived in. And so it all just, he was right. It all kind of meshed. And we all kind of, uh, you know, kind of sync together and it, it worked well. Oh, he's hilarious. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. I'm Bradley Trainer, And I'm Don McClain. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game and you can play along. The item might be like, this A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out. Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. And I actually think Dana Carvey's calling in in a couple of weeks. We're trying to. He's coming to play a casino here in the area. Um, but t- you're, I, we have to ask about your most iconic sketch you 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 two did together, Hans and Franz. I'm sure you've talked about it a million times over the years, and you're probably sick of a- talking about it. But you have to pump us up one more time. <laughs> how does how did that come about? Weren't you watching like some Schwarzenegger footage, and you were like, "Oh man, this this writes itself. This is too funny. We have to mock this." <laughs> Well, you know what it was, Jason? I was watching, we were on tour. Dane and I were on tour with Dennis Miller. And this is uh, back in the 1900s. And uh, I saw, uh, yeah, Arnold, I saw him on some interview show. And, you know, it was just funny how we talked. And Dane and I kept mimicking him for the whole rest of the tour. And then right before the following season, our second season on the show, we came up with these two defensive, pathetic uh, bodybuilders that were so insecure. They never lifted a weight in their lives. And they just ridiculed everybody for being... Uh, you know, uh, losers. <laughs> it's it's absolutely hilarious. I mean, of and and that's not to shortchange, you know, any of your other no, you know, Mister Subliminal Man or no, Mister No Depth Perception. Like there was a bunch of good ones, but Hans and Franz was hilarious. And of course, um, bringing it back full circle. I mean, we mentioned, you know. Jost and Che at the top weekend update, but I want to, you know, I want to do a deeper dive on your weekend update hosting. Like I love the I'm Kevin Nealon and that's news to me. Um, why I thought you were always one of my one of my favorite ones. Of course, we lost Norm McDonald recently, sadly. Um, but uh, but yeah, like, what do you what do you think? 
Um, yeah, what do you think yours you you brought unique to it compared to the other ones? Because you know, there's Fallon and Tina Fey. There's been so many great ones. Colin Quinn, I grew up with, and Dennis Miller, all that stuff. But you know, why do you think the Kevin Nealon brand of it was was just you know special? Everybody brings their own personality to the Weekend Update. Uh, more so now than before. I was playing more with a straight newscaster like Chevy Chase, uh, just with a little tongue in cheek, and uh, you know. But but you know, lately, not too long, long after that, people almost started doing their stand-up comedy as the Weekend Update. Uh, but it wasn't so much uh, a newscaster. It was more of someone dressed like a newscaster, but really, you know, not doing the newscast, which is kind of like what it is now on a lot of shows. It's, it's more of opinions, and it's uh, a lot more lightweight than it used to be as a newscaster, you know, where you're just delivering the news. There's always news, you know, and the time that that show does the best is during a political season when there's an election or something. That's when they really um, score big. Absolutely. So cool. Well, uh, you've been generous with your time, but I have to ask, like, one of the most iconic roles, uh, you probably know where I'm going, is Happy Gilmore. And then we just lost Bob Barker. He had one of the iconic scenes ever. Rest in peace. You know, uh, the price is wrong. Uh, but for you, man, um, I my buddies and I constantly quoted, you know, you got to feel the flow, do the bull dance, Happy, put a quarter in. It's like a carousel. <laughs> uh, how do you was that in the script or, or did you and Sandler kind of just improv that in the moment or how did that come to you? Uh, that was just all I improvised that as we were kind of standing around. And, uh, you know, we just worked with that and harness the good, block the bad, feel the flow, happy, psycho, right? So, yeah, people love that one. They love Grandma's Boy, where I play Mr. Cheezel. Uh, so, you know, everybody's got their favorites. And weeds, do most people, a lot of people come up, uh, younger folks talk to you about weeds, too? Uh, yeah, there's a lot of weed people out there. They love my character, Doug Wilson, on that show. And, um, yeah, it's, it's funny because I've been doing this for a while now, so... People have their favorites. A lot of people come up and they love Saturday Night Live. Others will come up. They love Weeds or the, love the Sailor movies I've been in or, you know, my hiking show. I do a little hiking show called Hiking with Kevin, and I hike with a different celebrity every week. And, the, you know, the canyon is mostly L.A., and I put that on YouTube, and people like that a lot. So, you know, you never know. Nice, nice. Well, I'm glad to see, you know, you all – you know, sort of getting your flowers at this point. Like, you know, Sandler just got honored at that. He got his Mark Twain prize a couple months ago at the Kennedy Center. And it's just nice that, um, I don't know, man. I Do you, do you I, I, just final seconds, like, do you agree, like, that I feel like comedians never get their full due, you know, they don't, the Oscars will give, like, a Life Achievement Award to Chaplin or Groucho Marx or something. But, like, they're never, like, winning Best Actor in their heyday. Buster Keaton, you know, I guess Mel Brooks maybe is an exception. But, like, yeah, like, I don't know. I feel like the, the Mark Twain Prize is one of the few things that's actually giving you all your due. And why why do you think that is? I don't really know, Jason. I guess it depends on the project and um, what moves people. Uh, maybe they take dramatic actors more seriously than they do comedic actors. But I do think a lot of comedic actors are really good dramatic actors too. I mean, look at Sandler, you know, he does some great work. Yeah. Robin Williams or yeah, you could go down the line. You could do it too. I mean, it's just, uh, yeah, I don't, I think comedy acting is almost, I don't want to say harder, but it's just as hard, if not harder, you know? So, um, hats off to, to all you guys. Well, thanks so much for joining us. Um, any, any final words why folks should come on out to the, to the DC comedy loft here this weekend, three shows, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, um, invite them on out. Yeah. You got to come out, man. If you see me before, uh, you know how much fun it is. And, uh, I, I really bring in a good crowd. So you don't have to worry about anybody, uh, jumping you or mugging you or anything. And, um, and I got some funny stuff. I got some new stuff. And if you haven't seen me before, 
Uh, shame on you. Shame on you. And we'll see you this, uh, this coming weekend. Yeah, shame on you and correct that. Friday, Saturday, Sunday at the Comedy Loft. Kevin Nealon. Hey, thank you so much. Thank you, Jason. We'll, uh, we'll see everybody there then. Thanks so much for listening to Beyond the Fame with Jason Fraley. Our theme music is Scott Buckley's Clarion. Remember to give us a five-star rating if you like what you hear. We'll see you next time. 